Do you live your life rock boat to rock boat? If so, then welcome aboard the Boatcast, the podcast for rock boaters by rock boaters. Ladies and gentlemen, from Gin Blossoms, please welcome Robin Wilson. Welcome. Woo! <laughs> this is a highlight for this podcast, I got to tell you, Robin. We've been huge fans yeah. for a long time, man. Big, oh, big great. fan. Well, great. Uh, be sure to uh, send my best wishes out to all of Sister Hazel's fans and uh, the band themselves, if you bump into them. We definitely yeah, will. Absolutely. But we might be bumping into you first, since we're... We're heading up to Bethlehem in not in just just about a month now. Oh yeah, is that where I'm going to be? <laughs> yeah. uh, is That's that awesome. uh, is that on the uh, the upcoming tour we have with uh, Sugar Ray? Sure yep. is. All right, That's yeah. going to be a blast. Looking That's forward to it. Yeah, are uh, Tonic and Fastball on the bill for that one as well? They Fast, are. I think Fastball is on it. Okay. Great. Great. Uh, cool. This is a tour we put together ourselves. Go figure. Um, we, could, <laughs> we couldn't find uh, an opening slot on like a stadium tour with Def Leppard or Lenny Kravitz or anybody. So uh, we left to our own devices. Uh, you know, we just called all our friends and we're like, what are you guys doing in September? So. Taking, us, taking us back to, uh, you know, the old school uh, 90s radio days, right? Oh, yeah. uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a hell of a lineup. You, um, I think we're the only band on the bill that didn't have a number one hit. So uh, wow. it only makes sense that we're closing the show. So go figure. <laughs> you know, speaking of the of the tour, um, you know, you guys are, are going to be kicking it off and you guys are going to be going all the way to the end of October. Again, with Tonic, Sugar Ray and, and Fastball. Um, what was actually what was actually it? it's not quite that long it's uh it's only about uh 18 shows all of them in september uh, at the end of august and september oh, but okay. uh but we've got we'll we're going to stay busy you know we'll be playing casinos and county fairs and all the usual stuff so sweet yeah. what was it you know i you, you had spoke about it earlier you know like calling up your friends and stuff and getting on tour with them you know looking back on you know, the history of you and, and music. It Did you ever find yourself like thinking you'd be in a position just to like, call up other amazing artists and just be like, hey, let's put a tour together? Um, you know, not only recently has that become something that we could really consider. Um, about, let's see, it was 12 years ago. This summer, we were out with on, on the Summerland tour, which was put together by Art Alexakis of Everclear. And so it was Everclear and Sugar Ray, Lit, and Marcy Playground. And on the, it was during the course of that summer that I realized, well, sh- shit, if Everclear can put together a package tour, certainly we can, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and then the next summer uh, in twenty. Uh, 13 uh, Sugar Ray put together uh, a package uh, under the sun tour and we went out with 
Fastball, Vertical Horizon, Sugar Ray, and Smash Mouth. And that was a fabulous summer as well. So, um, yeah, it's, but we're, we're better off if we can open uh, or support a band that has a much bigger draw than we do. And that, that adds, uh, that builds our credibility. And, uh, you know, like last summer we were out with uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket and we were all supporting Bare Naked Ladies. And, uh, you know, those guys draw, uh, you know, they're, they sell a lot more tickets than we do and they play bigger joints than we play. So uh, being out there with them, as I say, it built up our credibility somewhat. So. Yeah. You know, you walking outside just now, uh, I got a flashback yeah. from the July 8th uh, front yard show. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> that, uh, here how, we how, are. How that, yeah, like, uh, maybe. Uh, how did that come to be? Well, it was during the pandemic. I was doing live stream shows uh, from my studio here at the house. And as soon as the weather got nice enough, It's counting down. I'll start over there. Um, During the pandemic, I was doing live streams from my recording studio downstairs. And then when the weather got warm enough, I took the shows outside to my front yard so my neighbors uh, could watch. And it it just became uh, it became a really cool thing for the whole neighborhood. You know, we were all still more or less. in quarantine, but each of my neighbors, you can see uh, the neighborhood here, uh, every yard across the street and on both sides of me were were filled with lawn chairs, you know? So the the neighbors would invite their families over and, you know, they're out there sipping wine and it was a good excuse for my family to come over. And it it became like my, for me, the coolest part of the whole pandemic was, was doing those shows. And uh, it was a really cool way to bring the neighborhood together. And uh, my neighbors were the only people in America getting quality live music in the summer of 2020. So <laughs> good for them. And then uh, awesome. uh, later in the pandemic, in February of 21, uh, this house caught fire. And uh, oh. so the, the the back porch caught fire, and the whole uh, north side of the of the house kind of went up in flames. And we had to rebuild the house. It took about a year and a half. And when I moved back in, all my neighbors they were all so welcoming and gracious, and they all came over to say hello. And the first thing they asked is, "When are you going to do another show <laughs> for the neighborhood?" So. Um, I, I couldn't put it together until, uh, until this year and July 8th was the only open, uh, day that I had like all summer. So the only open Saturday that I had anyway. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I was, I was really happy to do it and it's, it's really cool thing to be able to, you know, play for your neighbors out in the front yard. It's a cool vibe. 
Yeah, you, well, know, you know, it, it goes right in line with you using music for great causes. We understand that you hiked Mount Kilimanjaro in support of the Love, Hope, Strength Foundation, saving twice. lives one concert at a time. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I did uh, Kilimanjaro twice with Love, Hope, Strength. I also went to uh, Nepal and we went, we trekked to Everest Base Camp. And then we did uh, Iceland a few years ago. And we also did the Grand Canyon and Zion and Bryce Canyon. And uh, those trips were awesome. And, you know, it's a cool way to uh, raise money for for a good cause, you know. And uh, what we do is, and we're going to be doing this on the upcoming tour, whenever we're out on tour with a package, I buy like 20 acoustic guitars. Fender gives me a nice big discount. And I buy a bunch of acoustic guitars and we get all the bands to sign them. And then we auction them off every night for charity. And last summer with Bare Naked Ladies and Toad the Wet Sprocket, we raised uh, $90,000 for uh, various charities. And wow. uh, we did, we've done it a few times before, and I can definitely say that Bare Naked Ladies fans have the deepest pockets uh, <laughs> that, that I've performed for. They, we sold some of those guitars, went for like ten or $11,000. And awesome. um, so uh, I just ordered 10 guitars from Fender, and they'll be out on the tour with us uh, starting in a couple of weeks. And we'll see what kind of money... Uh, sugar ray brings in yeah, I'm, I'm really skeptical <laughs> that's right bring it bring it there sugar ray fans yeah yeah you you know what's funny robin you know we we interview a lot of artists and most of the artists if not all of them are somehow or another connected with with charities and when you had mentioned the guitar things i would be remiss if i didn't mention again um every year on, on this thing called the rock boat that we do they have guitars that it's kind of the same idea and it's, they raise money for um, Hazel's uh, charities that lyrics for life for pediatric cancer. And it's just so nice to see, you know, how successful you are in the music industry and yet still finding time to do those things to pay it forward. And mm -hmm. um, I would also like to ask, what was the most challenging part of the training to climb the mountain? Uh doing steps you know like this just up and down steps oh yeah for, you know like an hour a day um oh. uh you know have uh, yeah pretty much uh steps is, is that really... something you stay fit all year or do you ramp up beforehand i stay fit but i um if i'm Going on one of those treks, yeah, I ramp it up to another level. And I also ramp it up uh, before a, a, a tour. So uh, I've been working out twice a day. I'm 58 years old now, and it's harder than ever to, like, stay trim. And I really, really want to impress fastball and tonic. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, uh, like, my, my girlfriend's like, why are you working out so hard? Who are you trying to impress? And I'm like, Sugar Ray, you know, I, you know, I, I try to, Immersed in heart. I try to set a high standard, you know, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, the tour, I, I try to bring 
the right kind of attitude, set a high standard for myself and for my bandmates, my tour mates, and, you know, bring, uh, bring a healthy, fun spirit, you know, to these, these tours. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm not, I didn't work out this morning because I, I just got home yesterday and my house is filthy. So I spent the whole morning like cleaning the bathroom and the floors and stuff like that. So uh, later on, I'm going to go for a bike ride. But for the rest of this this week, I'm I'm planning to work out twice a day. And this is actually the first time since last winter that I'm going to be home for more than five straight days. I'm actually home for 12 whole days, um, uh, which for me is that's a, that's a lot to be in the same place. So, uh, you know, I'm going to make the most of it and I'm going to spend some time with my son down in the studio. And then, um, I've got a very cool event coming up, uh, next week. I don't know if you guys heard about this, yeah. or not, but I'm, uh, I'm being inducted to the <laughs> long Island hall of fame. Yeah. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, go figure. That's a big and, deal, man. You know, Congratulations. I, I, yeah. I'm the, I'm the only guy on Long Island that flies an Arizona flag on their on their front <laughs> porch. Too <laughs> funny. And you know, and I I really didn't like living here for the first you know twenty or so years. <laughs> um, it took me a long time to get used used to it, and uh, you know, but eventually I became you know part of the community and. Uh, this is where my my son is growing up, so I'm I'm here for him and uh, uh, my ex-wife, her family. You know, they're it's a they're a great family, and you know, I'm a big part of that world. And so, yeah, I've I've become a citizen of Long Island. Go figure. <laughs> but I I still have an Arizona driver's license, and I still am registered to vote in Arizona. Uh, nice. <laughs> so uh, I. I just found out, though, I have to get a New York driver's license uh, for insurance purposes. But uh, I'm going to continue to uh, be uh, – I'm going to continue to register to vote in Arizona so I can you have can a take say a man on, out of Arizona, the, but you can't take the Arizona out of a man. Absolutely I was, not. I was, I was going to say they're trying to take Arizona out of you. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, also, I also see uh, your – you're wearing an inspiration there. One of your inspirations there on that on your T-shirt. It's Queen. Yeah. My girlfriend was I, calling. I, oh, <laughs> I, I was I was saying that uh, I see you're wearing an inspiration, a music inspiration of yours uh, there on your T-shirt. Oh, yeah. There, I love to see it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I this this is a reproduction T-shirt. I bought it a few years ago, but I actually saw this tour. It was the only time I actually saw Queen live was uh, in 1980, and um, they were they were my first favorite band, and um, you know they're the greatest. They're the yeah, best. Freddie, Freddie, man, what a what a legend! What a great singer! You know, there's so much you can uh, you grow up trying to be trying to sing like Freddie Mercury. You know, you're gonna learn a few things. And, uh, you know, I've, I've taught my, my son is in a band and last week they were rehearsing and I went downstairs and I'm like, dude, you need to, you need to sing it with a little bit more emotion. You know, you're just, your, your emotion is just at one level and you're just kind of staying right there. 
And I'm like, think about like Freddie Mercury. He can go from uh, a really soft, you know, almost painful whisper to, you know, triumphant bellowing and uh, in in one line of a song, you know, he can he can bring it up so high, he can start in one place and get to another. And I told my son, it's it's kind of like a um, it's kind of like uh, if you're singing in a Broadway play, you're you're trying to emote the lyrics, you're trying to uh, deliver them like you're telling a story. And uh, that's one thing that I learned from Freddie Mercury. He's he's the best at that. No. Yes. And, and obviously, yeah. it, it it has worked for you because now you've you've impacted so many people and families. And I always go back to this thing with individuals and musicians and bands that have iconic songs. You look out into the crowd and you see grandparents with their grandkids rocking out to, to your music. Um, you know that's just a testament to 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 yeah. you and, and and your music, and you obviously get to see that even in your own neighborhood when you're out there, like with the with the concerts. That's um, yeah. What's that what's that like for you as an artist when you when you when you see that? And it's just like shit. There's grandpa oh, the and, and grandson. It's it's the best, you know. I um, in fact, as a matter of coincidence. My girlfriend just sent me a video from the show we did the other night outside of Columbus, and apparently there were three 15-year-old girls who were really into the show and knew our songs, and they were going crazy. And my girlfriend just sent me a video before the interview started, and I haven't watched it yet, but uh, she says that they go crazy when I wave to them. And... Uh, you know, so that, of course, that's, that's super cool to connect with multiple generations. I always like when I see like a 22 year old guy out in the audience that knows the music, because that's me at the cheap trick concert. You know, <laughs> I, I remember so vividly, you know, like being there in the audience at that age when it was all coming together for me as a, as a songwriter and, um, you know, I was just on the cusp of really taking taking it out and, and and becoming what I've what I've ended up being. And so when I see like twenty two year old dude in the in the audience uh, at one of our shows, again, it, it takes me right back to me at the Cheap Trick show. You know, just just rocking out. So um, thank you. It's it's there's nothing better than connecting with with an audience, uh, you know, with the song that you wrote, uh, yeah. there's, there's nothing like it, you know, um, it's, it's a really special way, uh, to make a living. It's incredibly gratifying, you know, and you, you write something in your bedroom and you don't know if anybody's ever going to hear it. And then it becomes a part of, you know, uh, people's lives. And, uh, and then one day you walk into home Depot and it's like, you know, right. coming, coming out of the speakers and you're like what the hell you know there was also a really cool moment once where i got on an elevator and this was back in the 90s but i i got on an elevator somewhere and a song that i wrote had been turned into music and it was playing on the elevator uh, it was uh, until i fall away and i 
you know, I'm like, God, that sounds familiar. And all of a sudden I realized, holy crap, that's, that's my song turned into music. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those moments where you're like, yeah, I, I guess we really have made it, you know? That's incredible. Sure, sure did. Yeah. You guys are legends, man. Well, we want to be well, respectful of your time, man. So we, we appreciate everything that you've, you know, set aside here for us. And oh, as pleasure. we're talking about families, I just got to say that gin blossoms have become part of the fabric of our family when we have get-togethers. My dad has been to multiple gin blossoms concerts with us, uh, all of our cousins. We, when we show up, we show up strong. And, uh, you know, oh, anytime great. Allison Road comes on, that's kind of the anthem for our extended family. Oh, great. Man, I really appreciate that. Um, I really do. It, uh, it means a lot to me to be able to still you know, like do this for a living. Um, I thought uh, before you guys go, I thought you might like to see my studio. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love this. Uh, we just, uh, we just, you know, remember there was a fire a couple of years ago and I only just finished rebuilding the studio of about, uh, about, uh, four months ago. That is so, uh, bought, my son has a really beautiful drum kit that we bought him. Uh, here's some of my guitar amps. These lights, I, I bought these colored LEDs, and I can't program this one light. It's just stuck <laughs> doing doing that. I've downloaded the app like three times, and I, I just can't get this light to stop flashing. Of its own. But, um, but I got the, here's my beautiful matchless uh, HC30 head and two by twelve cabinet. And I've got a really nice AC30. There's the drum set. Uh, we built really nice acoustic treatments. And then um, here is a, a really beautiful vintage four track uh, from 1986. Wow. And the, uh, the accompanying mixing board is a beast. It's a beautiful piece of gear. And then uh, this gizmo here is my uh, Neve sidecar. It's a 12 channel Neve uh console that was made originally for bbc radio what? and uh very cool you know so i got i got all the mics and uh, all the fender stools and uh you know all this all the stuff you could you could need and i just yeah. got this i'm very excited about my custom drum head for the for the drum set see i have this uh, tattoo it's a it's a phoenix Okay. Um, and uh, I hired a, a re well-regarded artist named Mitch O'Connell to design this for me. And then I had a I had this tattoo done on the television show LA Inc. And anyway, I when you hire Mitch O'Connell to design a tattoo, you get a really nice digital file of it. And I just turned it into this beautiful oh look at uh, that kick drum head. Isn't that sweet? That's sick. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to get that on the drum set. It just arrived a few days ago while uh, what, what uh while I was on tour with town. No, actually okay. we're doing a we're doing a really cool one for our drummer Scott Hessel. Um we're doing the Phoenix Suns logo for uh, this nice. uh for this coming coming tour. And so uh hopefully that uh is gonna arrive sometime this week and then we'll have the we'll be flying the Phoenix Suns logo. <laughs> Uh, on the drum kit. So um, cool. anyway, welcome, welcome to my studio. Yeah, that was well, awesome, we man. That. We appreciate That's that. Awesome. Yeah, very welcome, very welcome. Oh, well, uh, thanks, thanks, guys. Thank uh, 
I we'll, really appreciate we'll, you helping promote the band and I'm looking yeah. forward to the tour and um, by all means, we'll uh, you need anything else, uh, get, get a hold of my people. I'll be happy to do, you know, if you need me for anything, let me know. All right. You're amazing, okay, man. Awesome. You're the man. Enjoy all right. the rest of the day. Take care. All right. You too. Thank you.